Greetings, church. My name is Jason. I serve as one of the elders at Church in the Square, and this is our 2021 year-end report. Logan Square is changing dramatically and quickly. According to 2020 census information, in the past 10 years in particular, there have been significant shifts in the ethnic, economic, and density demographics of the neighborhood. Logan Square and many of the surrounding neighborhoods are becoming more white, more affluent, and there is less and less affordable housing. Many of these realities can be observed in our daily interactions and involvement in the community. Other aspects are less apparent. While over 70,000 people call Logan home, there are only 17 established churches, and there have been only three new church plants in the last 10 years, of which we are one. Suffice to say, we live and minister in one of the most volatile and underserved neighborhoods in Chicago. And that was all true before the pandemic. During this global health crisis, American churches have closed at a record-setting pace, In fact, more churches are closing than are opening, so it makes sense that we've also seen a large increase in the number of church leaders who are seriously contemplating leaving the ministry. Many are thinking about changing their jobs. And while there have been moments of relief and hopeful signs related to the vaccine, the pandemic has continued to inflict significant damage physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. Perhaps then we shouldn't be surprised that our Sunday gatherings ended the year the same way they began, exclusively online. Let's remember what this has been like for us. At the beginning of 2020, we had 134 members. Membership numbers don't include children or attenders. At the beginning of 2021, that number was 111. Today, we have 70 members at Church in the Square. That's a big change. After all, these numbers represent our friends and former group members and leaders. Not only so, but four of our deacons and two of our elders stepped down or left our church family this year. That's really hard, even painful. Some of us are still prayerfully searching for solace on the other side of these departures. Financially, we've had big changes too. In 2020, our average monthly giving started at about $34,000. By 2021, that number was 25,000, and today we see an average of $24,000 in monthly giving. And let's not forget, we only started gathering in person back in March of this year. We moved to a new location, had to register for gatherings for a while, took temperatures, met with our groups online, and will still be wearing masks when we meet in person again. This is hard. God knew what he was doing when he led us to Lamentations back in early 2020. Let's remember, lament is a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Think about that. God taught us how to express grief and sorrow just as a pandemic took hold of our lives. Lamentations is a collection of five poems that mourn over the fall and loss of God's people. There is no real resolution. There are only tears and waiting. In the third poem, the speaker says, my soul is bereft of peace. I have found what is, I have forgotten what happiness is. Lamentations 3, 17. 
Things get dark and they stay dark for a while. As your elders, we have observed in you and in our own hearts, anxiety, weariness, sadness, anger. Our souls are bereft of peace and have forgotten what happiness is. We've forgotten what life was like before all of this. It's natural to want to hurry to the morning light, yet it's good for us to simply lament and acknowledge the darkness, to consider what we have lost, to consider holidays and birthdays we won't get back, to remember loved ones who are no longer with us, to recall all that was and all that no longer is. We are supposed to be a people who remember and are honest about the cost and sorrow of suffering. Yet we are also a people who grieve with hope, 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Amidst the funeral procession of lamentations, we are met by the God who waits with us. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Lamentations 3.22-24. This is the precious paradox of the Advent season through which we have just walked. We wait on the Lord, yet the Lord waits with us. We are compelled to be honest in lament, but we would be remiss if we neglected to remember the faithfulness of God at midnight and the countless ways he's demonstrated his mercy and love toward us through this harrowing season. In Christ, we are assured that God will wipe away every tear and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21, 4. God weeps with us and wipes away our tears. In recent months, we've not only seen our finances stabilize, but we've also welcomed new members into our church family. And we recently had our first baptism since the pandemic. We've seen our relationships with Monroe Elementary grow and have been able to respond to the needs of our neighbors through COVID benevolence. In God's kindness, we've called four new deacons and are planning to nominate multiple elder candidates in the new year. Along with our friends at Armitage Baptist Church, we helped over 100 families in our neighborhood for about six months meeting critical needs through October 2020. Since then, we've responded to about 20 more requests for financial help and care. In partnership with the Humanity Share, we've also learned from, supported, and been befriended by a number of churches and families in Kajiado County, Kenya. In total, we've had the joy of giving away about $140,000 in, pan- in pandemic-related care. Our church has become more diverse, more confessional, more resilient, and through the Romans series, more aware of the all-surpassing power of God's grace and love. And through our weekly reading guides, many of our members read and meditated upon Philippians, 1st and 2nd Samuel, and now Mark through the year. We are still here. And by God's grace, we are more like Jesus and more equipped for this mission on the northwest side of Chicago and beyond. Perhaps most profoundly, Many of our groups have become families within our larger church family. We've heard story after story from our groups of needs being met 
hugs being given, texts sent at just the right time, money raised, repentance, listening, reconciliation, confession, and spiritual growth unlike ever before in the life of our church. Groups have quite literally sustained us. Many of us experienced for the first time what Luke meant when he wrote of the early church and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing to the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. We talk about community a lot, but in this season, the costly nature of enduring together has led to a fresh awareness about what it means to be the people of God bound by the gospel. While our members live in different neighborhoods, we remain committed to God's call in Logan Square. More than ever, we remain prayerful about church planting and helping with affordable housing. Our elders and deacons are exploring partnerships with other churches and organizations to help us take steps to see more churches take root and more families find homes. Not only so, but our global team continues to meet and pray regularly, asking the Lord to give us clarity and endurance in not only seeing the nations glad in Christ, but learning from our brothers and sisters across the globe. We are hoping to present new opportunities to the church family soon to grow in awareness of what God is doing around the world in the first quarter of next year. Among the many blessings given to us through Romans, the Lord is making us more dependent upon him. As Paul has instructed us to leave behind our deceptive affection for the law and self-sufficiency, we are learning to surrender to the belonging and boundaries Christ affords us through his righteous love. It's counterintuitive, but it's life-giving. In Romans six seventeen through 18, Paul writes, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Church, if we were once slaves to sin, but have now by grace been freed to righteousness, Shall we not also be freed from the bondage and burden and sorrow of this season also? The gospel reassures us. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. 2 Corinthians 4.17 Christ's saving work gives us hope forever. But hope does not wait for us in the future Hope took on flesh and stepped into our situation to justify us and save us by his love. Yes, we are still waiting on the Lord, but the Lord waits with us. Thanks be to God. 